Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. There's a song that's been resonating in my spirit for the last three weeks. And whenever I have a song that continuously resonates in my spirit, I know that God is speaking to me. It's a way that the Holy Spirit ministers to us and it helps to draw us to him and remind us of how great God is, pointing us to the Lord Jesus, of course. And the song that keeps resonating in my spirit, and I can hear it even right now as I'm speaking to you, the lyrics of the refrain of it said, the whole earth is full of your glory. The whole earth is full of your glory. Praise him, the Lord. Praise him, the Lord. Again, it says, the whole earth is full of thy glory. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat it as, it as it resonates in my heart. The whole earth is full of thy glory. The whole earth is full of thy glory. Praise him, the Lord. Praise him, the Lord. We sang that song often in church. And the Holy Spirit, as I said, have been bringing that song back to me over and over again. Because if you've been listening to Phyllis's A New Creation for the past, I'll say two weeks, the glory of God has consistently been mentioned because the Holy Spirit has consistently been speaking of the glory of God. God desires for us to see his glory in everything, in everything that he does, and in everything that we do, he wants us to see his glory, focus on his glory. And this is important because since he created us for his glory, he's focusing on his glory for us to look to his glory. Now in Isaiah chapter 43, verse seven, it reads, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. So Isaiah in this scripture emphasizes that, that everyone that God has called by his name, that means every one of us that God has called out in his name, who belongs to him, who belongs to the Lord Jesus in the, in the case of us here in the New Testament, he has created us for his glory, for his glory to be on, on display in our lives. Job spoke of the spirit of God. Now remember, Job was in the Old Testament and it is so prophetic of him, meaning Job heard from God or he, he was hearing from God when he spoke this scripture. It's found in Job chapter 32, verse 8, and it's the English standard version of the scripture. And it reads, this is Job speaking. And this is when Job was enduring the suffering that he was enduring at the time he spoke this. It reads, it is the spirit in man, the breath of the Almighty that makes him understand. Did you hear that scripture? Job knew even in the midst of his suffering that it was the spirit in man or the actual breath of the Almighty that made us as human beings or mankind in this case he was speaking of to understand anything. And that ties to God's glory. An attribute of the glory of God is his giving us understanding of things. 
And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it pretty much confirms what Job said in that scripture. It reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. See, this was God's glory on display. When God breathed into mankind, he even started off in terms of when God formed us. When he formed us from the ground, the dust of the ground, and then he breathed his breath into us and gave us life and we became a living soul. That was the, the we were representative of the crown of creation, the ultimate creation of God. When I say ultimate, we were the crown. We were created above the animals and the other things that God created. And so when he made us from the dust of the ground and breathed his life, that was a display of love. And again, that was God's glory. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, I'm going to read the New King James Version of the scripture. This truth is even illustrated more so in this scripture. It reads, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us. See, we are vessels that carry his glory, earthen vessels, and the excellency is not of us, but it's of God. We are allowed by God, which is a wonderful attribute that we have to carry his glory. Today's episode of Phyllis is a New Creation is looking beyond right now and focusing on his glory. Looking beyond right now at his glory on display. Let me revise that a little bit. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the preacher, Solomon, he writes that God has set eternity in our heart. And the specific scripture is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. I'm going to read the whole scripture to you. And I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture. It reads, Also, he has put eternity in man's heart, yet he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. This scripture illustrates how every human being on the face of the earth yearns for more than what we're experiencing right now. What we're experiencing, when I say right now, on this earth. We know that there's more to life than what we're, we're experiencing. And God has placed it, eternity, in our heart so that we would know that. And it really is a contrast between the wisdom of God versus man's limited knowledge. It's a comparison there. See, God has placed a knowing in every human being's heart that there's more beyond this world. And we yearn for wholeness, being made whole, the contentment that only he can give us. And that scripture identifies that in us. And so when every person at times says to themselves, I know there's more to life than this than just what I'm experiencing or, the, or more to life than what I'm seeing. 
They're right because God has placed it in our heart. And only through a relationship with him, through his son, the Lord Jesus, will he unfold that yearning for us, unfold it and make it clearer to us so that we can have contentment. And that's what we're seeking. In Psalm chapter 19, verse 1, it reads, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. See, the glory of God, based on the scripture, it's continuous. The heavens are continuously declaring the glory of God, and the sky above is continually declaring his handiwork. It's as if the earth here is continuously speaking of our creator when we experience earth and its beauty and even things that are not so beautiful on earth. We know that there is a creator. Now let's look at the word glory because the glory of God is really the fullness of God on display. It's the fullness of his attributes on on display. In the Old Testament, it talked about the Shekinah glory that was found in the Holy of Holies, in the temple, the Holy of Holies, which is where God's presence was. And even when the children of Israel were in Egypt, when when God came to the tent of meeting, he would come there to meet with, with Moses. His glory would show up. They would know that that was his glory that was there. And we have the glory of God in the Lord Jesus in the New Testament, which is even more of the fullness of God, because when Jesus came, he displayed God's glory. And it, it illustrates that in the word of God when it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Now it's very interesting that Jesus is full of grace and truth when he displayed the glory of God. Because think about it, grace Grace is a gift from God. Ephesians 2 tells us that. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That's the first part of the scripture in Ephesians 2. And that scripture illustrates that grace. Let's just take a look at the word grace. Grace really is love and mercy that's given to us, given to mankind by God. His love and his mercy. And he displays that. He displayed it at its zenith when he, in in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him, in the Lord Jesus, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God then sent his Son into the world to condemn the world, but through him we might be saved. So this is a display of God's glory. Again, God's glory being manifest or being demonstrated in the Lord Jesus, in the person of the Lord Jesus when he came to earth. One of the main attributes of God or the characteristics of God is that God is love. Talking about looking beyond right now at his glory on display. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, it reads, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. See, only God can manifest love to the extent, and it's the agape love of God, to the extent that it draws people to him. 
And we as his children are to display that same kind of love. We can only display it by the spirit of God that dwells in us. Agape love, that unconditional love. Agape is the word in Greek, which means unconditional love. Love without any ties, no strings attached, no ties to it. No strings attached. It does not, it doesn't judge. It doesn't make you feel as if you have to do something for the love. You have to earn it. It is unconditional and it's given to us by God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it's called the love chapter. And it's very wonderful how God gave the apostle Paul when he wrote uh, 1 Corinthians because he was writing in, 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 in chapter 12 and in about spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives some certain spiritual gifts because the church at Corinth, there was much controversy over the spiritual gifts, which spiritual gifts were important, which spiritual gifts everyone should possess, that sort of controversy. But in the middle of writing about the spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit gave the Apostle Paul 1 Corinthians 13, and it's the love chapter, and it's all about love, and it really displays the agape love I spoke about that can be only experienced through the Spirit of God. And I'm going to read you the first few chapters of, first, not few chapters, the first few verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I'm going to read the new King James Version of the Scripture, and it reads, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8, and then I'm going to read verse 13. And it reads, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And this is the, these are the characteristics of love. This is the point that I want us to focus on because this shows us the love of God. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And I'm going to skip to verse number 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love talking about looking beyond right now at his glory on display. His glory on display is his love. And God wants us to see his love in everything he does. And that statement I made, I heard this week from an apostle, Melvin Thompson III. He spoke that statement and it resonated with me. And I wanted to share that with you. I'm going to say it again. He said, God wants us to see his love in everything he does. Because if we see God's love in everything he does, we will understand him to a greater measure and who he is. 
Now, when I talk about the glory of God and manifesting God's glory and his glory being on display, glory is the manifest presence of God. When I use the word manifest, it just means a demonstration of the presence of God. And the Holy Spirit spoke this to me, and I want to share it with you. He said there are different seasons of God's glory in our life. Different seasons of God's glory in our lives. For example, there are seasons when things are going very well for you. You're profiting. You're doing very well at home. Your relationships at home with your family, you're doing very well in your vocation. Let's say you have a thriving career vocation. You're getting promotions at work and you're being being acknowledged for the great work that you do. That's one season. But then there are seasons of, of lack. Let's say when you are underemployed. There are seasons when you are unemployed. There are seasons when you have health issues. Now, I'm speaking of them as seasons because seasons are, th- are time frames. When, when, when time, there's a time frame when times begin and they end, which means they're finite. So there are seasons when these things happen. But what God says that is that whether you are in a season of thriving or whether you're in a season of lack, when you feel that your whole life is falling apart, still boast of his glory because his presence is there with you through every season of your life. God says, boast of my glory, boast of my presence and my demonstration of my love when all is well and boast of my glory and a demonstration of my love when life falls apart. Did you hear that? See, he wants us to know whatever you're experiencing right now. I'm talking to someone. He wants you to know and wants us to know that his glory is something you have to fix yourself on. You have to look to his glory. You have to to train yourself to know whether I'm experiencing flourishing, a flourishing time in my life, or every time I turn around, there's hardship. God's presence is still with you. Because Habakkuk said, Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 14, Habakkuk is one of the minor prophets in the Bible. And when we say minor prophets, there's no difference in, in the significance of the prophets. But the books are a shorter book. And in some instances, the prophets, they spoke for a shorter period of time. So Habakkuk says in in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, he says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Remember last week I mentioned about a scripture when the Lord spoke in Numbers chapter 14. And he says, For truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk said the same, said something similar in his scripture. And also when Isaiah When Isaiah was called by God as a prophet is in Isaiah chapter six, verse three. And Isaiah is describing what's happening in the throne room of God because he was actually in the throne room and he saw the seraphims, which were the angels flying around with six wings. They had two wings covering their eyes. They had two wings covering their feet and they were they were flying with the other wings. And it was three of them. And in in Isaiah chapter six, verse three. Isaiah says, he's speaking of what the seraphims were doing. And one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is Lord of hosts. 
The whole earth is full of his glory. Think about that. In the scripture with Habakkuk, he said, for the earth will be filled, filling up. Again, speaking of it being filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea everywhere, like the waters cover over the sea, God's glory will fill the earth. And again, Isaiah says that the seraphims are, are hailing this. They're proclaiming this, that the whole earth is full of his glory. Again, being filled with his glory. That's why it's so important that we look beyond right now at his glory. See, we have to fix our eyes on things above. Colossians 3, chapter 2 says, set, he said, set your thoughts on the things above, not on the things of this earth. You have to set your mind. You have to be delivered, deliberate in it and determined to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on what God is doing. Look beyond right now and at his glory being on display. See, we must not live our lives according to how we feel right now you right now you can be in a time of uncertainty of loss of health issues but if you focus on the joy that is set before us that's the scripture that the holy spirit brought you focus on the joy that is set before us our future which is in lord jesus and in hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 it reads looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is how we can look beyond right now at, at God's glory on, this, on display. We have to look at the example of the Lord Jesus. When he was on the cross, first of all, when Jesus was on the cross, he was naked on display. He was naked before before all who came to look look upon him. And he had been, the Bible even describes that he had been beaten so severely, beaten so severely that he wasn't even recognized as being human, the swelling, everything that happened to him. But he endured it. He endured the, the, the suffering, the despising, the shame. And that is how we must live our lives, focusing on his, he looked beyond the cross. He looked, listen at this, he looked for the joy that was set before him, which means that he looked beyond all the suffering that was happening to him at that time. The joy. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to look beyond right now at his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is the second part of it. For consider him who endured such contradiction, which means such hostility of sinners against himself. This is Jesus. Lest you be weary and faint in your minds. See, we will faint and be weary in our minds if we focus on what's happening right now or focusing on ourselves being victims of our circumstances. No, we have an example in the Lord Jesus. Talking about looking beyond right now at his glory. I want to speak to those of you who heard this message, looking beyond right now at his glory, because someone sent it to you. You weren't really interested in what this message was about, but there was something inside of you that pulled you to hear the rest of this message. 
Well, I'm speaking to you right now. That was the spirit of God pulling you to himself because he wants you to know that he loves you. God is love. And if you feel that way right now, or you know someone who you will share this message with who, who feels that way, repeat after, after me, please. Heavenly Father, I know that you love me. I know that Jesus loves me. I know that he came to earth and he died for my sins. Save me this day, Heavenly Father. I'm opening up my heart right now, and I thank you for saving me. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists so that you can know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, looking beyond right now and his glory on display, is designed for all of us to look beyond our circumstances, look beyond our, our current situation and condition and look the Lord. Look at his glory on display, his love on display, because he truly loves each and every one of us. You can find Phyllis is a New Creation on Google Podcasts. Search for Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation. And I hope you will subscribe because that way it'll come into your phone each week. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this day, God. Thank you for drawing us to you and, and giving us an understanding of your love and your glory on display. And I pray that each and every person that heard this message and will continue to hear it and send it to other people will know that God is love and enter into a relationship with you that is real and that is personal. I'm asking everyone, amen and amen. It is so. I'm asking everyone to share Phyllis is a New Creation with family and with friends. I'm making an appeal that you continue to, to share it with other people. That way we will continue to let people know how God loves them and let them know that the word of God can actually be applied to their life. Thank you for joining me and have a wonderful day.